Hey, and welcome to The Box. This is your host, Matthew, and your boy Ben's also here. Yes, sir. You already know it. Yeah. Us, our two hosts for you, um, in The Box, just chilling. You know how it is. Um, today, we're going to have a few shout-outs, a little bit about um, sports gambling, and really just a general talk about... Um, the college and NFL. And then after that, don't forget about... Yeah, we got a big story for you. It, I didn't America know dropped a nuclear bomb on its on, on North, North Carolina. On North Carolina. It's little, not current news. Don't freak out. Yep. A little <laughs> clickbait bait title for you there. Um, but yeah, that'll, we're going to discuss that. It's an interesting history that happened. Um, Mm-hmm. Another thing we're going to talk about is just a little bit about um, my love of alternative history. Me and Ben got started on this topic on the way to um, Fort Fisher. Yeah. Because it was a long drive. It was like five hours. Yeah. So we decided to talk about it. So we'll go over that later. And then I don't know how many people have heard of this, but the XFL will switch it back to football. Go to the XFL and their new rules. Yeah, the XFL's trying to rebrand a little bit of football, make it safer, but also fun or more fun for the fans to watch. And I don't know, it's exciting just to find out what happens with that whole league and what they're going to do. All right, so you want to go to the shout-outs? Yeah, for the shout-outs, I think I'm going to want to talk about um, my whack-ass science (laughs) professor. You just got to say it. Man. Yeah, just got to say it. I mean, he's whack as heck. I mean, <laughs> I would drop a, key, a few choice words about him, but I don't really like him. Um, it really all started the first day of school. Um, <laughs> it was a Wednesday. Day. Wednesday. And this bro was like, nah, I'm not going to cancel my lab, you know, because most of the time labs will start like the second week of classes or whatnot. Nah, nah. Bro was like, nah, I'm not canceling lab. Lab on the first day, three to six. And you know what? We stayed in you there. You stayed till, in there the whole day. Till six. Yes. Till six o'clock. Yes. That was some dang BS. And and he's, he, he gives like this assault vibe. You know what I mean? Like at any moment, he could be like, Kind of, kind of accused of being like sexually assaulting somebody. <laughs> yeah, you like told he's me been like, like really. Yeah, he gives like a really like weird like he'll like brush girls' hair, like like just against their hair or something. Yeah, like he oh just no. like well he'll find like any reason he like he if he's given any reason. To, to like, like touch, touch a girl, oh he'll get, my. he'll do it, he'll do it. Oh no, and if, it's it's creepy. It's yeah. creepy to be honest. Yeah, that's that is a little creepy. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I don't know. I just had to give him a shout out uh, <laughs> because really it started when he he on the syllabus it says five points off for every time that um, that you're on your cell phone during one of his classes. So then, third class period, um, I'm in there. I had texted Ben a few times. I texted my my dad. Um, he was asking about Civil War stuff, and I mean, I wasn't. I was paying attention to him, but I really wasn't paying attention to what he had to say. And like, he probably noticed that I was texting. Well, he, at the end of class, I mean, he was like. Miss uh, Matthew, I'm gonna need to speak with you after class. And I had already told this guy I go by Matt, so he's like, so he's like Matthew, I'm gonna need to speak w- with you after class. 
And um, when he said that, I was like, dang, he's he's calling me out for something. Maybe I didn't turn a homework assignment in or something because, I mean, I really don't pay attention a lot in the class in the first place. And he says, uh, yeah, you know, you read the syllabus, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And he was like, well, in it, it says every time I see you on your phone, uh, five points off your final grade in my class and I was like yes sir and he was like I was like yes sir okay and he was like well I'm taking five points off your grade and like at that moment I think he was like thinking I would like beg him like oh no sir please don't no poor me your student you know take five points off my final grade this that and the third nah I was just like whatever bro I just left because <laughs> I mean like I don't understand teachers that are like that. You know what I mean? Like, what do they get out of that? A lot of just taking points. Yeah, just taking points, even though I really didn't do anything wrong. I don't know. I guess they just they just want to demand like the respect that they think that they deserve in the classroom, and they just think that that means that they they deserve one hundred percent of your attention. Yeah, but they don't pay for me to go here. That's exactly my outlook. My yeah. outlook my outlook on things is the same with yours in this regard. This is higher education. I take a very libertarian view <laughs> on this and say that, you know what? To heck with it. Like it's your if you, education. If you pay for the classes, then you should be in charge of how many you go to. Yeah. How you, many there you go shouldn't to, be an attendance policy. How many you go to, how many you attend, how many you pay attention for you should go out of your want to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Because the only reason I was sitting in that class that day, tired as heck, feeling drowsy, feeling sick. My dad wanted to tell me about my grandma. He couldn't, he tried to call me during class because he clearly doesn't know when my class schedule is. (laughs) And so I had to decline the call and then text him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, so shout out that dude. Shout out my science teacher. Whack ass science. Professor. Professor. Yep. Uh, well, my shout out is probably not as actionable as that is. I'm just following up on the Houston Astros just because <laughs> we were talking about it before. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we I brought it up to Some stuff a friend. stuff came to light, yeah. Yeah, I brought it up to a friend after I brought it up to Wap. He wouldn't care if we say his mm-hmm. name, so brought it up to Coco and uh, he was like yeah bro I have no idea what's going on with that except for what you tell me so I just feel like I gotta tell people now you know yeah and, uh, the Astros are now in a new managerial search uh, and the uh, the Mets however have signed or it looks like they are going to sign Luis Rojas you said he's a bench manager? I mean, I just said he was in the organization. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he was in the organization, but I know that they hired within the organization because they were not allowed. They were not expected of cheating or suspected of cheating. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with the Red Sox and the Astros. Right. And you had saw something and told me, and I later saw it as well, that uh, the Astros players – the players will get immunity if they just say how they cheated and what happened. Yeah. MLB would grant them immunity. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. That's kind of crazy. Why? Why do you think that's crazy? I mean, I just feel like the standard before 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like Pete Rose is banned from the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You think there was a precedent set that there should be harsher punishment on people that cheat in Major League Baseball? Yeah, I mean, they completely changed everything. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you could, like, a pitcher, they said, I would rather face somebody on steroids than I would that somebody that knew the pitch was coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that, too, just, like, at the level that I played at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't speak, of course, for the major league level, but uh, I would I would probably feel the same way. Yeah. There's more of a disadvantage of not knowing what's coming as to steroids. And Pete, Ro- Pete Rose didn't even take steroids. He just bet on himself. So, you know. That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, he would... Yeah, shout out, you know, shout out Pete Rose. I brought him up twice. Yeah, I, I think mean, he's, uh, I don't think a lot of people know exactly what happened with Pete Rose. Pete Rose, uh, third baseman. He's he's got like four thousand hits. Just for everybody that you know freaks out when somebody joins a three thousand hit club, mm-hmm. which they do. Uh, he got four thousand hits. Didn't like uh, Ichiro. Yeah, Ichiro got, got broke his record mm-hmm. with professional hits, yeah. but they count his hits that in Japan. Yeah, when he was paid, Pete Rose's hits—they were all major league hits. You know, yeah, so technically so he's got. A, he's. I still think that counts. He's the major league, definitely. Yeah, record holder. But uh, and like he's got the quote: uh, "I'd walk in hell. I'd walk through hell." and fire in a gasoline suit to play baseball or something like his nickname was Charlie Hustle if you look him up there's the videos of him just fucking leaping into third base you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I mean he was just known for playing you know he was a player manager I'm pretty sure at one point oh dang I think is what my dad's told me you know a lot of the legend precedes me as well but I mean I think he should definitely be in the Hall of Fame without a doubt so how did he get in trouble uh, he bet on himself he just like would say, well, he's that's what he says. Mm-hmm. Other people say that he didn't, but I'm not. I'm not sure on that. You know what I'm saying? That's just yeah. what he said. So there's a cloud around. There's a little cloud, and they they always meet. I feel like in confidence. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Pete Rose would meet with the the commissioner and in, yeah. in a closed room, and nobody would know what was said. Right. He did that like with different ones and. So, like, nobody knows what, what he's saying or anything for, yeah. that, for that to happen. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure he only bet it on himself. Like, hey, if I get four hits, I'll put $500 that Pete Rose gets 400 or four hits today. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that he was going to go out and there and try And he was going to go out there and get four hits. Yeah. He bet on his team to win. As a gambling man, I don't know. Do you have it, unless you're betting, Unless you're betting against yourself – you know what I mean? And right. purposely be messing up. That's kind of not really illegal. Like, not really kind of a bad thing to do. Like, the morals aren't, like, really negative on that side of things. Unless you're flipping the switch and you're um, going the other direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, there's always those allegations that Michael Jordan uh, cheated. Yeah. Or gambled, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, gambled. And uh, that's why he went to baseball for a little bit, retired and went to baseball or whatever, was always what I'd heard. Because mm-hmm. those were getting hot. Really? I yeah. That's I think, interesting. Shout out, shout out Big theory. Sexy. Big Sexy, my roommate. I'm not going to name drop him. That was his nickname. 
Uh, big sexy. He, uh, if you know him, you know him. If you know him, you know him. And he knew sports. And I, I believe a little bit of what he had to say. Hmm. That's a little interesting conspiracy theory. Maybe we could bring that up on not a shout out segment. But <laughs> um, yeah, so on to our um, sports gambling. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about um, why I today at probably 7.30 in the morning put $5,000 on the 49ers to Holy win the Super Bowl. Holy cow. Um, $5,000? $5,000 to win $5,000. Just to win. To win $5,000. Well, I would bring home $10,000, but yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying just to win. Yep, money game. line, straight money line. Got you. Straight 49ers. Even teal, I'm saying they win. They have the one white. point, ten points doesn't fucking matter. You're getting the money. Yep, if, if they, they win, win, they win. Hell yeah! And I win too. Um, they got the white jerseys. Um, it's a big factor. Big factor, I think. One of the biggest. Did they get the throwback I'm taking, ones? I'm taking. Um, Did you ever see if they had got the throwback ones granted? Um, actually, let me see. Super Bowl. Sorry, a little off tra- track. Wasn't expected to talk about this. Well, we had brought it up in an earlier yeah. pod about whether or not they were actually going to get the throwbacks or not. So I figured that we could ask. I would ask. I figured you yeah. might know since they had got the white. But I can't remember what happened with the whole thing. Well, I mean, as I think we also brought up before in the factors of betting on which team, it was who got the white jersey. And so I guess that kind of helped persuade you to to pick the 49ers and we knew that they were wanting to wear the throwback so yep they are the 49ers will make the push to wear their all white 94 throwback uniforms at the super bowl in miami the problem richard sherman tells me is that the nfl currently won't settle won't allow it the 49ers got an exemption to wear the unis week 17 at seattle would like once again the 49ers Adding on to this, Sherman also told reporters that the NFL is thinking that changing the jersey policy now, so it sounds that there's a good chance for the 49ers to wear the all-white jerseys. This came out uh, the 20th um, on this guy's David Lombardi. Shout him out. Uh, He dropped those news. Um, But yeah, the 49ers are wearing the white jerseys. I'm kind of superstitious when it comes to this. The only time that this really has been against anybody was the Steelers versus um, Packers, in which the Packers wore their green uniforms and also won. So we'll see what happens. Um, It really matters nothing to the game. Um, Just as a better, I look at it as "Mm, it's on my side, but I I think I took the best bet here. Um, even for the 49ers. The odds weren't great. Like the lines weren't great. Yeah, I didn't like the lines. They were still 7.5. No, 1.5. Oh, yeah, no, that's still. <coughs> Between the two teams, plus 1.5, minus 1.5. It's kind of like, why take those when you can get even money line on the, on the win for the 49ers? Which, really, in order for them to be, um, to get minus uh, 1.5, that they're more than likely winning that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very rare that they lose that game and also lose by 1.5. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got you. But yeah, so put $5,000 on that. Um, the jersey color being white might be my resounding factor, but good running offense. Um, they're going to they're gonna pass the ball. They got Jimmy G. He's a manager. You know what I'm saying? But so is Russell Wilson, you know, at uh, one point. Uh, oh, yeah, at one point. And so we'll see what happens there. I mean, he is he's Tom Brady cut down, yeah. check down, you know, and those quarterbacks clearly can win. Tom Brady has six rings to prove that. So, I mean, and then he's going up against Patty Mahomes, big arm. Crazy talent. Crazy talent. Crazy offensive talent on that team. They have a good secondary. They got they got some good pass rushers. They could bring hell and held and damnation upon the 49ers, but it'll be a battle of wills. I wanna I wanna say the 49ers are gonna win this, like just clear cut, but I think it's gonna be a close game. But I'm putting my money on the 49ers. I'm gonna pray for them to win and we'll see what happens on You're Sunday. Really just putting that money in on the Chiefs' defense and whether or not they can stop that run. Mm-hmm. That's what it whether comes down or to. Not the Chief, or rather the 49ers' defense can stop the air raid, air raid and assault by by Patrick Mahomes, you know, yeah. and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, all of them healthy. You know what I mean? Sammy Watkins, you're not even beginning to talk about who they have. That's true. They don't have bad running backs because they open the pass game so heavily that it's that their running backs when they do run are almost always extremely fresh and almost always getting open lanes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a decent O line, nothing crazy, but something that Patty Mahomes doesn't need a great O line. You know what I mean? That's right. how great of a player he is. Yep. All right. So what about your next bet? Gardner Webb. Yep. Just wanted to discuss a little Gardner Webb sports, as always. Um, tonight, 23rd, 7 o'clock, they have a game um, at High Point University. They're currently favored. Um, they're favored minus seven and a half. I think this is a horrible bet to take if you're a Gardner Webb fan, um, like myself. You wanna you wanna say, oh, Gardner Webb minus seven and a half. You know, Gardner Webb's gonna win this for sure. Yeah. But they're going to High Point. High Point not having a great season, second to last in the Big South. Needs to work on some things. They're a young team. I think they'll do what they need to do. But and they got a good coach, a Hall of Fame coach to be exact. Um, really? Yep. Uh, Big South Hall of Fame at least, okay. um, and he he definitely he definitely can lead them where they need to go. Um, and seven and a half at home, uh, I mean plus seven and a half at home, I mean against the Gardner Webb team that struggled and is only really three positions higher than you in the Big South, um, and you have a better win loss record. I mean not as hard of a schedule, but still a difficult schedule that High Points had. All the Big South teams really went out of their way to play big teams this year. Yep. Besides nice. USC Upstate well, yeah, and Hampton, they didn't the- play. They didn't play. They had just joined. They both are just the newest members of the Big South Basketball Conference. And they say they're in the build up, you yeah. know, but these other teams in the they, Big South a lot of them, actually a lot of them, a lot of them, the Big South's parody is actually really crazy to think about because like really Campbell's at the bottom of the Big South right now. But last year, but they, they last Chris year, Clemens, they yeah. were unstoppable. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and they still have a good team this year. Yeah. I mean, they were unstoppable till, till they met Gardner Webb, and DJ but, Laster, and DJ Laster and David Effiani. But we won't talk about that. That's or maybe past. we will. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that um, minus seven and a half to Gardner Webb, not a good bet. Um, Gardner Webb didn't even get to play the second half. Of that other, other game. game. You know, yep, we but went. if you bet plus eight, you won that bet. Because it was at eight, and they just gave you the money. I was mm-hmm. going to ask They gave you the money. I was. I, I took a look on it today just to see what happened. That even though they did reschedule the game, you, they gave me the money. It was one of the most rarest uh, betting times because they actually gave everybody the money that bet on that game, whether you took either side. Also, they just gave it back. They gave you plus your winnings. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So Garner Webb, not only fucking themselves over, but yet the gambling, the gambling yep. companies too. There's like some weird like uh, bylaws and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting little thing that happened. If you'd bet on that game, um, I guess congratulations yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> I brought that game up and you might have listened to it and you might have bet on it. I mean, I'm going to take high point plus seven and a half tonight. I think that you should too. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, for those who don't know about the Garden Web incident, it was the goal. The yes, goal the goal was just messed up the yep. shot clock and the light around the backboard. That mm-hmm. They're still working on it. They're still working on it. The JV team had couldn't use the game goals. Mm-hmm. They had to use the old ones. And they had to use self timed uh, uh, yep. by the refs. Yep. So interesting, interesting thing. Yep. At Gardner Webb, but that's actually the second time it happened. It happened last year during a women's game, yeah. um, but they were able to fix it after about 10, 15 minutes. It was the same I goal on that. that side. I remember that. Yep. I was there with Wesley at the time. Shout out Wesley. <laughs> well, <coughs> in the Air Force, I think it's time to go talk a little bit about some other Air Force stuff. Yep. From Wesley in the Air Force to. Did you know that America dropped a nuclear bomb on North Carolina? I feel like if Wesley had the job of holding the bomb in <laughs> place or had the lever, I feel like he might have do some Wesley stuff he like this. Dropped it. This is kind of some Wesley stuff. You know? And it's only a Wesley enough that it didn't even hurt anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that because that's that's the type of stuff it is that he would have done. Like it would have been the screw ups. That never affected him. Yeah, you know, so that he Facts. could he could like keep like he could like keep his like, you know, I don't mess anything up mm-hmm. because there's no like butterfly effect from the from that mistake. But exactly. That's he would no nah, if he was flying the plane or whatever and it got dropped. You know, he came off a night of four locos. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, remember those days, those hangovers. Yeah, but back to the main point, really, is that um, did you know that America dropped a nuclear bomb? And not only did America drop a nuclear bomb on America, they (laughs) dropped one right in our home state, North Carolina. Yeah, it was crazy. I actually didn't know about it. And we were going to Fort Fisher, and we had just happened to talk about how they had dropped the bomb. And I had no idea just because it didn't go off or whatever. Yeah, but Matt actually started knew more about it and looked into it for the sake of the of us talking about it on the cast. And he had some some interesting points he thinks he got to that he'd like to say. I haven't even heard him yet either. So 
We'll see. Yeah, so just a little bit of background knowledge about the whole event that happened as in general is that it happened in 1961 in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, so a little bit, a little overview before we start talking, give you a little base knowledge um, right off of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was an accident. It happened near Goldsboro, North Carolina on the 23rd of January. So uh, exactly um, the on today we're filming this or recording this is actually the anniversary of it. So that's kind of interesting. The, really? Yeah, I think it happened in 61, so 40, 59th anniversary, yeah. right? 59th? Yeah. Same year my mom was born that this happened. Um, shout out my mom. <laughs> but yeah, so today, the 23rd of January, that actually is crazy how that worked out. But so what happened was a Boeing B-52 Strato Fortress, which was... Um, the uh, B-52s came in um, after World War II. They were bigger and they were used um, by America during the Cold War. But the Boeing um, B-52s, they had their problems. They weren't really that great. Um, so what happened, it was carrying uh, two, three, four megaton Mark 39 nuclear bombs, broke up midair midair dropping its nuclear payload in the process the pilot in command walter scott tulich ordered the crew to eject at 9,000 feet five crewmen successfully ejected or bailed out of the aircraft and landed safely another ejected but did not survive the landing and two died in the crash information newly declassified in 2013 showed that one of the bombs came very close to detonating wow yep so it's a huge bomb. Um, it's kind of interesting the whole thing that happened. So they 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 say that it's uh they say that the bomb was caused by a structural fa failure in the plane, which ended up that the bombs were dropped by accident. Yeah. Um, the flight was just a flight over the sea. So what happened was the aircraft was based at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base in Goldsboro. And around midnight on the 23rd uh, or the 20, um, going into the 24th, um, the, the bomber had a rendezvous with the tanker for aerial refueling. During that hookup, the tanker crew advised the B-52 aircraft commander, um, Major uh, Tulich, that his aircraft had a fuel leak in the right wing. Um, the refuel was aborted and ground control was notified that there was a problem. The aircraft was directed to assume the holding pattern off the coast, you know, because they clearly don't want you to drop a nuclear bomb on the on 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 American soil. <laughs> However, when the B-52 reached its um, assigned position, the pilot reported that there there had been more leaking of the fuel. Um, about five, 50, uh, 37,000 pounds of fuel had been lost in just three minutes. The aircraft was immediately directed to return and land at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base. As the aircraft descended through the air at around 10,000 feet on its approach back to the to the airstrip, the pilots were no longer able to keep it stable and lost control, so it started plummeting towards the ground. The pilot then ordered around 9,000 feet 
that everybody should abandon. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, five men safely landed, one was killed after ejecting, and two more couldn't even eject out of the plane because they uh, were just in a bad position. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, the third pilot of the bomber, Lieutenant Adam Matox, is the only person known to have successfully bailed out of the top hatch of the B-52 without an ejection seat. The crew's final view of the aircraft was in, in it was in an intact in state with its payload of two, three, four megaton, thirty-nine nuclear bombs still aboard. However, the the bombs separated from the um, gyrating aircraft or twirling downwards aircraft as it broke up broke up between 1,000 and 2,000 feet from the ground. The wreckage ended up covering two miles of tobacco and corn farmland at Faro, about 12 miles north of Goldsboro. Three of the four arming mechanisms on one of the bomb activated after it separating, causing it to execute many of the steps needed to arm itself. Hold up, I got it. Um, and that's just kind of crazy because um, pretty much those three steps were um, one of the bombs involved, um, it, it had two of its safety mechanisms um, broken and reared, uh, rendered, they say, rendered ineffective by the aircraft's breakup. As a result, um, the bomb was only... The fourth bomb, which had had three of its mechanisms broken, or three of the three of the things that kept the bomb from exploding broken, the only thing that kept the third the second bomb from exploding was a simple ready safe electric switch. Wow. The only thing, the only thing that kept hey, the bomb from exploding. Everything should have a safety. Yep, and it did. I mean, it had four of them. And three of them broke, and the, the most simple safety ended up saving everybody's imagine, life. Imagine, like, going, like, being a scientist designing the bomb, mm -hmm. and, you know, somebody's like, you know, we need a safety, and they're like, yeah, we do, we definitely do. And then one of them's like, we need ten safeties. <laughs> like, how did yeah. they determine that four was the right number there? How did they know, like... Oh yeah, it's if they had only done like, three. Yeah, like how did they? Did you think that they were like, yeah, there's a ninety-five percent chance if this one breaks, I three bet, of them will I break bet, or something? I, bet, I don't know. I bet that they definitely um, had an amount of safeties that they had to put on it. But who comes up with that? I have no idea. Four. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That is crazy. If a gun, if a gun typically has one, then a nuclear bomb should have four. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the ratio. <laughs> Facts. But, but yeah, that's just an interesting little, little tidbit, tidbit to talk about. North Carolina history. The, yeah, the just USA, like, the, US, the U.S. fuck-ups get covered up. Yeah, they really know? do because, as they say, winners write history, and recently we've been big winners. Yep. And, you know, things that are embarrassing, it's just easier... To not cover to it educate, up. yeah, but it's that's interesting. It's the interesting thing because if that shit would have went off, none of us would be here right now. Yeah, how do, we wouldn't be alive, you know. Mm -hmm. If one of them would went off, yeah. If all of them would have went off, then this would be a nuclear two. wasteland. Yeah, two. If both of them had gone off, it would have been crazy. So we're gonna talk about the uh, the XFL rules. 
and just the league in general. Because I don't know, I don't know how many people have heard like the XFL is coming. I don't know uh, how big of a deal it is, but it starts February eighth, so pretty much in like two weeks, right? Yep, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. Do you think that they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of viewership? I'm not sure. Um, definitely think there's potential for viewership. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the couple of rule rule differences, uh, they have uh, now they've called it the what what is it the forward pass the two the two pass rule or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first pass has to be made behind the line of scrimmage, but it can be forward. And then the second pass can be like up the field. Right. But that's as long as they're behind the line of scrimmage, then you got two throws basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the uh, the extra point rule. They don't kick any field goals. They have a chance no to go goals. from the the one point for one point, two point, or three point. They'll go from the two yard line, the first point, and they'll go from the five yard line to get two points and the 10-yard line to get three. So kind of like intramural flag football Yep. in that sense. And uh, the overtime rules. The overtime rules are... Uh, the shootout format, the sh- the right? The shootout format, right? Like you said, uh, college. Yeah, similar, very similar to college where they take the ball from the what yard, 35? I'm trying to find each possession starts at the opponent's five yard line. Oh, okay. And they the offensive team has one play to score. One play to score. You just got so one shot a- to get it in the end zone. And the team with the most points after five rounds is the winner. Huh. So you can run it so in, you really pass get it in. Five times to get your best five plays out on the field and score five times. It's an interesting interesting concept. Yeah. The shootout, mm-hmm. you know, very interesting. It makes you it makes you think about like, you know, if you have that like maybe like a tight end that can, you know, get the jump ball or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like the verto uh, red zone threats. Yeah, you know, or a quarterback that's accurate in the red zone now is kind of a big deal when it comes to that. Definitely a big deal. But the some. Yeah, the double forward pass is what it was called. We talked about that. Uh, the faster play clock. You know how the NFL has a 40-second play clock? Mm-hmm. The XFL is going to have a 25-second Yeah, I clock. saw that. I mean, not 15 seconds isn't a lot, but it also, in the grand scheme of things, is a lot. They want to move the – They want a lot more plays. They want to accelerate the play and how many plays you can get into a game. I think they were they were majorly hyping how much they how many plays they were getting into games and how many plays that were enjoyable plays for fans to watch was greatly increased according to them. Of course, we'll we'll find out when we see the finished or what they consider the week 1 product. I mean, I don't think it's a finished product right away, but it's definitely um kind of interesting to see their take on football. I mean, they had a chance early 2000s to, to, to implement their version of football correctly, 
and well, they didn't. Haywire. Yeah. Didn't they completely did not. But now they have a second chance, and we'll see what happens. Um, Vince McMahon, well-known businessman, owns the WWE franchises. Entertainment. Owns a media conglomerate, we could say, in those by themselves. Has several other interests and several other things. Of course, football being one of them. He wants a football league. Um, Why not do it? But this is kind of the first time that a football league's been built like this, per se. I mean... What do you mean? Not built like this, but the first time... I mean, you got to think about when the NFL was made, the NFL wasn't made because somebody was like, oh, yeah, let's go here and put together this football league. At first, it was two leagues, you know what I mean? Yeah. Two small leagues, and then those leagues formed because teams wanted to play each other and this, that, and the other. And it's kind of it's hard it's hard not to have an organic growth in the sports industry, you know, because when we think of Sundays, we think, you know, football, NFL yeah. football. But that's only over growth of years and years of football being shoved down our throats out of Americans. Excuse yep. my yawn. I love football, but it is it is put in your face and but yeah, it's I mean, good. It's the top show. Mm-hmm. Like the airs, anytime it's on, it's pretty much the number one but, viewed thing. Of course, as always, I'm scared that they'll make football into a drama show. We already have enough of that. I feel like in the NFL, a little bit too much, you know. Really, I because like, it's interesting. Just I feel like sometimes it's a little bit of a drama show, you know. Baker Mayfield did this. Yeah. Odell Beckham hit his kid in the left eye like some just crazy stuff where they want to stir up drama to make it into a reality tv show yep and so i think that's a time for us to call a wrap up on this podcast um yep so i mean you know thanks for for listening as usual yep thanks uh, for tuning in make sure to go follow the instagram page that is now up um it is called i believe the box underscore um the and then underscore and then box and then podcast um me and ben will be posting on there sometimes um always look at the different links that we might be posted We'll also inform you when we get on iTunes. We're already on Google Podcast if in case anybody's an Android listener. But I mean You know, maybe not. I don't really I think we only yeah. really know we're kinda iPhone yeah, game. IPhone we're not game. trying to discriminate any to any uh Android people. <laughs> Android users. No, of course not. But yeah, we're iPhone people, so Definitely are. Wanted to get on Apple. Uh follow follow our Instagrams. Um trap dot money ten. Matt, give your handle. Um, yeah, my my Finsta Instagram, um, which I want everybody to follow me on, is underscore little dumpling, L I T T L E D U M P L I N G, and then double underscore. But you should find me after you underscore little dumpling, and that's in the search. Um, Follow, follow follow Twitters. Follow our Twitters. Mine's Twitter underscore life. And F. mine's Minshew Twitter. Um, it's an F. 
instead of a T for yep. Twitter. Fuck and, with them. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, like the post, share it out if you think anybody would like our podcast. Um, any any support of the podcast would be greatly greatly appreciated by us. We're just trying to get the word out about it. Um, and we're excited to bring you more segments. If you if you know us personally, or if you DM the Instagram, or if we have an Instagram poll up, and you and you have something to say in there, just drop drop what you got to say. We're more than willing to listen about any segment. You might have segment ideas or want to come on the podcast. Just let us know. We're more than willing to accommodate because we love to talk on here just to you guys and for you guys to listen. Yep. Anything else to say, Ben? I think that pretty much does it for all of us. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Yep. And probably one last thing that I would like to say is uh, hashtag celibacy2020. Get on the gang. <laughs> get on the train. Me and Ben have been on it. Facts. It's Well, it's interest, that's interesting. I was thinking... I was thinking we could save that for another time, but we yep. can just. Talk I mean, about we it now. honestly, it honestly, have to close this one out. It would be. We're longer. gonna close this one out right here, and, and we're probably gonna. I'm honestly probably just gonna open up with it tomorrow, or not? Maybe not tomorrow. Yeah, it might not even be feel. a shout out. It might be a it full just might segment, be the start intro. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we'll see what. It, but we'll we're see what definitely happens. gonna explain to you guys more about celibacy 2020. <laughs> the um, little movement that we just, we have these little mini movements that we start and we facts. try to get. We try to get as many people as we can to join it like we're like we're such influential people, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, the whole Twitter thing, it came about that as well. You know, it came from from us just trying to do something and have make and have everybody else do it. So Yeah. This is so. a fun thing. So but the celibacy twenty twenty, it'll start off next one. You'll just have to tune into the next one. Uh Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Box. Uh, if you liked it, then like it and comment, whatever whatever app you're on, promote it for us and, you know, help us keep doing what we like to do for y'all that hopefully y'all like it. All right. Catch y'all later. Peace. <laughs>